Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Capes Off. You're here with Amanda, Thomasina, Mark, Mark Kendra. Yeah, we're here to bring you that positive energy. So if you're a super mom, feel free to take your cape off, kick up your feet, and enjoy some good conversation with us. How are yeah. you? Doing good. How are y'all doing? I'm good. good. Oh, we have to let you guys know that this past weekend, a big event happened in the Cape Soft world. Yes. Our girl, Amelia, got one year older. Yeah, she's two now. And how was her party? Honey, she's acting too, is what I can tell you. <laughs> you got to tell them about the cake you made in the little get-together y'all did. I made her a cake, a chocolate cake. A double fudge chocolate cake. Ooh, she was yeah. with with fudge icing. <laughs> she likes chocolate, mm-hmm. so I said I'll buy her a favorite cake and make it. So I made her a cake because I wanted to sing happy birthday to her at midnight. because <laughs> I'm extra, and she was asleep by nine thirty. So I waited till the next day. And me and the oldest was here, so we sung happy birthday to her and recorded a little video of her dancing. <laughs> and then we took her to Altitude. That's the trampoline park. Oh, cool. On a, and that was like her first time going. And when I tell y'all, she jumped in the same spot for an hour. <laughs> she, had, <laughs> she had a ball. Like, I had to drag her to the little blocks <laughs> to get her to jump in them. And then when she got comfortable enough to jump in them, she got stuck. And she was like, help me, help me. <laughs> Trying to clam out. It was so funny. <laughs> but she had a good birthday. That's good. That's That's good. good. Happy birthday, Amelia. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. What about you, Thomasina? Did you do anything fun this past weekend? No, we were supposed to go to the... Um, Baltimore Aquarium, but I just kept cleaning, going to different rooms and cleaning. And then the girls kept falling asleep whenever I wanted to leave the house. So I was like, screw it. So we just. But let's not forget, Amelia's not the only one in the Cape South family that had a birthday. Yeah. Oh. Thomasina did too. I totally, <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah, y'all. I turned 34 on last Wednesday. <laughs> Feeling good. And when I tell you she don't look a day over 25. Yes, Amanda. Girl, girl, a, a, day, a day a day over 17 because Stop. y'all they pumping me up. They need to quit. <laughs> Juice me. They just gassed me to the moon. Tomorrow I'm gonna have a whole mood. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> My booze does size me. Whole mood all 2019. It's over. <laughs> and she's been having photo shoots all week. I wish Courtesy of my hubby, he's the best. <laughs> all one million and one photos of me because he's the bomb.com. <laughs> Did he get down on the one knee and get the If any of our listeners light. feel <laughs> he did. <laughs> if any of our listeners feel like she should just post her pictures of her photo shoot, just let us know because she's a little hesitant about it. <laughs> I posted it on my right. IG story, but it's gone now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what about you, Amanda? What did you get into this weekend? So, uh, Dean and I went to the Poconos this past weekend and just had, like, a two-day relaxation. Yeah. Really 
Paris, you know, we did the whole heart-shaped jacuzzi tub and yes. the, the private pool in the room. It was really, it was really nice. Um, yeah, you know, The hotel had a restaurant, so we didn't have to leave the hotel for like two days. It was really That's what type of vacation I'm talking about. Yes. And then as soon yeah. as soon as I got home, we picked Adina up. So my so Adina stayed with my mom uh for on uh Friday night and Saturday night. And as soon as we picked her up on Sunday, exactly what did she do? She slapped me right in the face. Lord! <laughs> Lord! <laughs> My mom was like, oh, no, that's just a love tap. She missed you. And I was like, no, that's not a love tap. No, she was like, like, don't leave again. Right. Right. (laughs) I was so mad. But anyway, I'll tell y'all the rest of that later. Right. (laughs) But yeah, so that's how my weekend ended on that negative note. But the weekend mostly was just good. 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 (laughs) Okay. I'll jump into our topic for the week. Today we are talking about generational differences, like the differences that you we have in raising our children and that our parents had in raising us versus our grandparents had in raising our parents. Like we're we're just gonna talk about how certain things can get passed down from one generation to another and how we want to break some bad cycles, break some bad habits, and also some of the things that we want to keep for our kids that our families did for us that we really enjoyed. So we're just going to talk about all of that today. So I think that a good question to get us started is how much do you ladies think your upbringing is affecting your parenting? Mm -hmm. Well... I would say mine is my upbringing mostly is affecting my parenting by it's causing my stress, if that makes sense. Because like I'm so like busy sometimes trying to give them everything that they had that I didn't have or, you know, do things for them and get them in activities and be there for everything that they do. You know, knowing I'm only one person, but knowing how it felt to, you know, be a kid and play basketball and nobody really showed up to your games and everything like that. So it's just like, I would say it causes an extra stress on my shoulders. And so sometimes I got to like take a breather and be like, okay, you're just one person. You got to calm down. You can't do everything. (laughs) Yeah, for, um, for me... I would say, like, my mom, she was, like, real aggressive. Like, I don't know, like, I guess she's from the old school, if you will. I don't know. She And she never really, like, let up. So I didn't really have the uh, loving, caring, hugging, kissing, loving on you. Like, my mom was one of those moms. I don't know. She just, like, kind of stayed to herself. Uh, she, You know, she said she loved you every now and then. Um, but she was just really hardcore on me. And I think like in the beginning, I was a little, you know, kind of hardcore on Carter, but it was because just of what, what I was raised with, but I've learned to like soften that up a bit over time. Like I'm not as hardcore as my mom was, you know, I see things. You mean like, like critical of her maybe? Yeah. Like, like, Okay, like, for example, um, when we were visiting my parents one time, <clears throat> um, 
Carter was throwing like this spit. I mean, she was just like losing it. And um, my mom was like, uh, well, you should have beat her butt. And uh, why are you just letting her yell like this? And my dad was all upset. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, when we were growing up, y'all didn't do that. Like, we didn't cry like that. Y'all didn't throw no fits. Like, we didn't do that. But for me, like, I'm kind of used to her throwing fits. And, and she wasn't even really doing that much for real and so I was just kind of ignoring her because the way I was rolling it was if I ignored her she eventually stopped you know what I mean and she did and while we were having the conversation they ended up looking like oh she's not even yelling anymore and I was like right because I stopped paying attention to her like there's different ways to go about it you know what I mean like those type of things I don't know yeah um what about about you? you I think, I don't know, I've been thinking about it, and I feel like there are, there's some things that, I, I have a really, really good family, I feel like, first of all, so before I start clowning them, <laughs> let me say that I love my parents, <laughs> right. um, but you know, there are some things that I already knew that I wanted to do differently uh, when I had my own kid. Uh, and that's why when I mentioned the criticism, that's a big one. Like, I feel like yeah. uh, we were criticized a lot as kids, like, right. just, and I feel like it was for, like, silly stuff, nothing that even really mattered. Right. You know, if, you did, if you did this a certain way, if you did that a certain way, and I knew that I didn't want to do that um, with my kids, so that's something that I, right. that I'm really, like, I really think about now when I think about Adina. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with her with her disability, like I really don't want to make her feel less than in any way. So right. I don't want to be overly critical of the little things. And I feel like um, mm. sometimes it's in families, you think that you're saying something to help someone, but really you're just like hurting their feelings. Yeah, and they don't really understand. Right. You know, they don't understand why <laughs> you're certain why you're saying a certain thing about them. You know, especially if it's something that they don't think it's a big deal, especially when you're a kid or a teenager, you know, you already think that you're like parents don't understand you and all that stuff. So if you're being super critical, then I feel like that would just give them more reason to not trust you. Right. Um, and I also knew that I wanted, uh, I want Adina to be able to come and talk to me about everything. And <clears throat> I didn't feel as if I could talk to my parents about everything. You know, like some of the stuff yeah. where I know I should have been talking to my parents. Like I, we should have had an open conversation about some right. stuff. I probably wouldn't have gotten in some of the trouble that I got in when I was younger. Yeah. If right. I had talked to my, you know, talked to my mom about certain things, but I just didn't feel comfortable. And I know that I want Adina to feel comfortable coming to me. I want her to tell me everything. Okay. You know? What you said. So, yeah, that's yep. just some of the things that I felt like. But yeah, no. So it made me think about it when you were talking, Amanda, like like the criticism. Like I remember one time, y'all, like um, my dad, he I think I had on like some sandals or whatever. I was young and he like literally he like looked at my feet and he was like um, he was like, your toes look like fingers. Y'all, no lie. (laughs) No lie, for like, I want to say for like two years straight, I did not wear sandals because I didn't want nobody else. I didn't want nobody else to say what he said and because it made me feel bad. Like, I was like, dang, do they? And I started asking my mom, my grandma, like, I'm asking everybody. And they're like, no, no. Like, where do you get that from? 
I eventually got out of it, but it just made me self-conscious. And I just. (laughs) Right. And that's what, see, my parents are like that sometimes too. Like, and I'm seeing it now, now with that they have a granddaughter, like Adina, like, I'll tell y'all, my dad made me so mad because he said, my dad gives nicknames to all his grandkids, like every, and all his nieces and nephews, everybody has a nickname. And I have a nickname too. My nickname growing up was Heavy D because I've always been a big girl. So yeah. as a baby, my nickname has always been Heavy D to my dad, you know, until yeah. I got uh, to a certain age. And I was like, Dad, I don't want you to call me that anymore, you know. So he still calls uh-huh. me that, but not often. So he nicknamed Adina, um, what did he nickname her? Something that I really didn't like. I think it was like Stub or something like that. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh-uh. so mad. I'm like, you're going to nickname her something like, for her disability like that's right. not what I nah. want her to be known for and he was like oh well if I if I don't give her that nickname then you know if kids start teasing her she's not going to be able to take it I was like first of all we don't want kids like I don't want her to walk around life automatically thinking that kids are going to tease her are right. kids gonna like kids are our kids like cruel and will she get teased a little bit probably because that's like every kid gets teased. right right you know but I don't want her to walk around life like Oh yeah, my nickname is Stub because because it's making me strong. Like I don't think criticism like that makes you strong. Right. And I feel right. like a lot of parents, especially black parents, they feel like they have to prepare you for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And then like my my mom was more or less because I was always the like most independent of her kids. Everybody else just like needed her. But mm-hmm. you know, I got to a point where shit if she ain't gonna do it, I'm gonna do it for myself. But like me being so independent, she like took it as a it more or less seemed like a way of she was done raising me, you know. You got it, you can do it. Yeah. You know, I'm going through something and I'm trying to talk to you, and it's like, well, you're strong, you know, you'll get it figured out. Like <laughs> that doesn't fucking help no. me. <laughs> but like, you know, and then they she would and she would allow like my siblings to talk about my weight a lot. Mm. And see, I was probably like five eight. Not me, Amanda. Not me. Right now. She's not referring to me. Not me. I never made fun of her weight. No, <laughs> no. Continue. No. But, but like, I was like five eight in like eighth grade, so I was always tall until I got like in high school, and then I was like, oh, people are really taller than me. But I was always like taller than everybody else, and I was always bigger than everybody else. Like you see me right now. You know, like, you see my picture that I posted or whatever. But, like, um, I was, like, literally 135 pounds. And they made me seem like I was, like, 400 pounds. And, like, I've literally had, like, a fat complex my whole life. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to get fat. Like, you know, or I'll feel myself eating too much and be like, oh, you know, like, whatever. But I've always had to go through that, like, back and forth in my head. And then I finally got to a, a age because I will always wear like oversized clothes and stuff like that. And then like I finally got to an age where I had like a different set of friends and they was like, girl, dress like this. You know, I'm self-conscious at first. And then I like get to the point where I was like, oh, I actually do look good. You know, I'm not as big as I thought I was mm-hmm. type th- situation. But it was just like a thing where they made me feel like terrible <laughs> my whole time growing up. Like I would never want to wear shorts or, you know, like little tank tops because I would feel like I'm just like big as hell. Right, <laughs> yeah. and then like my twins are kind of oversized for their age, but you know, like 
now that I'm faced with the fact of having to deal with them and deal with their weight, but it's not like a I'm talking about them or I'm letting anybody talk about them. It's more or less of what the kids are saying at school. Yeah. So now that I got to deal you with that. You have to decide if but, you're going to do it differently than your family did. Right. And, you know, like I've been literally making her, you know, making them go through things, do certain things, writing journals. I make them stand in the mirror every morning before they go to school Aww. and, you know, say, say yeah. a type of positive affirmation so about themselves. I make them do all of that. You know, I've been making them wear, like, I was letting them wear weave braids for a while, but I've been, I've stopped that and I've just been letting them wear their natural hair because like, I just want them to see, look at yourself. You are beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. Everything about you is beautiful and I need you to feel like it. Right. And think about it, I need you to feel like that about yourself and not because you have weave in, not because, you know, like somebody's bigger than you, like nobody cares about your belly. You know, I, I even tell them certain things to do like pull your pants up a little t- you know pull your pants up a little higher pull your shirt down a little more you know like certain stuff where it can hide it a little mm-hmm. bit but either way it go I'm gonna make you feel good about yourself I'm not gonna make you feel bad because I know how it felt <laughs> to walk around and feel like you was just like the biggest person in the right. world right right but you made me think about it Mark Hendry when you talked about the hair all of us grew up with relaxers and we're all natural now yep like yep. that just goes to show right there like why can't we have been natural our whole lives? Like, you know? Girl, I get so mad when I go do my twist outs and stuff and these curls be popping. I always call my mom and be like, Tina, what the hell was you thinking? <laughs> right, right. What was you thinking? Because, honey, have you seen these curls? <laughs> and she and she still to this day will be like, well, your hair was nappy. That's what my mom this, says, too. Girl, yeah. my fucking hair ain't nappy. You don't know nothing about these natural curls, girl. Right. Because I'm going to show yes. you what to do with them. And then I'll go over with my twist down. She'll be like, how did you get your hair to look like that? Bitch, wa- water. Right <laughs> in the midst of it says generational differences. Boom. Yes. My, my, oh, I got my first, my first perm when I was six years old. Yeah, I was five. Yeah. Like, what were we, what do we need perms for? Who are we trying to impress? Right. That we couldn't wear yeah. natural hair. Right. I got a perm. I got a permit five years old because my curls were so tight. Yep. Because I, my curls were so tight, my mama couldn't do anything with my yep. hair, and she felt like it was natural. Yeah. Yeah. So she gave me a perm. Unmanageable. She was like, "I needed the perm because it, it was unmanageable." Right. My mom said she gave me a perm, and I and I still couldn't put my hair in a ponytail. Yeah, I didn't have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had hair until I was twelve, honey. I've been bald headed all my life. She really did. It was short for the long like, time. I, I've literally never had her until I started having to take care of it myself. Natural hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't need a perm. Oh, I don't need this in my hair. Oh, I don't need this flat arm. Right. Like once I, once I started taking care of my own hair and realizing that I have a good grade of hair. Right. And I, I don't know what she was talking about because this ain't nappy, honey. Right. <laughs> right. I literally fell in love with myself all over again. Like, wow, like, you dope. Like, look at this hair. Like, they, and you know, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I wonder where it came from where people would say our hair was nappy. I mean, we probably know, but it's just like, our hair really isn't. It's beautiful. Right. Yep. Like, I love these little babies, y'all. Like, my little babies. They so hyped about their little twist. Down. <laughs> now, I always and wanted Gina to wear her curly hair too. Right. 
Like I would never put anything in her hair ever. When when she messes up her hair, it's because she did it herself. I would never. I'm not touching the hair ever. They can say it's nappy all day long. And see, they go to a majority majority kind of white school. You know, like it's more white kids than black kids. Mm-hmm. And so when they come to school, you know, like we switch our hair up every week. They get tired of the question. They want to know if we got weave in our hair. They want to know why my hair is so long today and it went uh, long yesterday. And that sounds like our coworkers. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Because we stay switching it up on them, don't we, Amanda? Yeah, our coworkers <laughs> always like, oh, so what did you do to your hair? Now? Right. They don't be ready. <laughs> y'all can't stand it. I got a question for y'all. So, have your parents ever questioned you as a parent? Like examples, like you should have done this or why did you do that type of thing? Yes. Yep. My, my mom feels like that I work extremely too much. She feels like I work extremely too much. And the fact that I need so much help with my kids, like if it's picking them up, dropping them off, or if I have to work and I have to miss the competition and I'm trying to see if somebody can like step in for me or whatever. If I need help at all, it's it's because I'm working too much, basically. Mm -hmm. And the job that I have now, you know, like, it's not the best job in the whole world. Like, granted, because I'm in school, so, of course, I'm going to move up. But, like, it's a really good job for, like, my, you know, like, my schooling that I have, what type of education, everything that I've done. It's a really good job. But it's also, well, it's 40 hours a week. But I work Friday and Saturday morning, Sunday and Monday night. So I have like a split shift th- during the week or whatever. And so on Sunday and Monday night, of course, I need somebody to keep my kids because if I'm not at home, what else am I supposed right. to do with them? Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, if you need somebody to keep your kids overnight, why would you even be working? Like, so they can't eat. Why and wouldn't be you want to dress? Right. <laughs> but. That that's the type of things that I, I get told like you know like you shouldn't be working all night long why would you want your kids staying somewhere else and I'm like it's two nights a week right <laughs> like is that really gonna kill them to come sleep at somebody else's house and all I gotta do is pick them up and put them on the bus in the morning and I can go to sleep right like you know they'll be at school while I'm asleep when they get out of school I'll be home you know, right. like, none of that makes sense to you. And then they'll, right. they'll also see how hardworking you are. Like, you're right. working, everything you have, you're working hard for it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I let my kids know that it's one thing that I do let them know. You know, my mom, she you, she tried to hide everything from us. Like, you know, she, she hid her struggle. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Like, she hid her struggle until she absolutely couldn't. And I don't hide my struggle from my kids. I don't. Right. I didn't have to take my daughter to work with me. You know, like I didn't have transportation issues where I had to catch public transportation and I'll take them with me because y'all gonna see what I'm going through. This is what I had to do to get y'all Christmas. Right. This is what I had to do to, you know, put a roof over your head, to put food in your mouth, to put clothes on your back. This is what I have to do. So in return, I feel like it's making my kids respect me more because they're actually seeing how hard I do work for them mm-hmm. yep. in all avenues and everything that I do. And, you know, like I said, I had to take my oldest daughter to work for me for the longest. And, you know, she would jump in. I worked at a nursing home. I, I'm a CNH also. And um, 
I worked at a nursing home. She would jump in and feed residents. She would push wheelchairs. Uh, when they have that act- activity session, she would go in there and dance for uh-huh. them, color with them. She would do anything. She'd go play bingo with them. Uh, <laughs> but that's so that little girl, and they probably like she that had too. a job too. Yeah, of course they did. You know, they love watching the little kids entertain them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, so you know, like she's she's watched me, and so like. My daughter, she will be 12 this year, and I'll be 28. So we don't really have much of a difference between us. So technically, we, you know, we've been growing up together. And she's seeing how hard I'm going, which I believe in, in return is making her be a better child. Because I, my mom took, you know, like I said, she hid her struggle until she couldn't hide it anymore. And the point that she couldn't hide it anymore, it was, like, really bad. And, you know, like, that's not going to make your kid respect them if you're yelling and cussing and, you know, like taking your anger and frustration out on them because of what you're going through. Yeah. It's like, I just try, I I just try to do a little better. Right. What about you, Amanda? Um, yeah, my, I feel like, um, my mom really, so my mom, she, she has this habit where she likes to, Whenever she watches Adina or whenever we're all together, she likes to remind me that Adina doesn't do certain things when she's alone with her. Like, if Adina, you know, throws a fit, she's like, "Mm, she don't throw no fits when it's just me and her, you know, or if Adina Mm. is being picky about food and she doesn't want to eat something that I give her, she's like, when I'm with her, just me and her alone, she eats everything I give her, you know? You know what? (laughs) What is even the point? <laughs> right. Why are you throwing this in my face? Stop doing right. that. And it's like, I know, I, I'm sure when I was a kid or a baby, I did stuff like that too. You know, I'm like, mom, did I have fits when I was a baby? She was like, no. I was like, mom, I know I wasn't perfect. Right. Like, right. Like, to be honest, what did I do? It's like, she can't remember anything that me or my brothers did that was like really bad. Like, she has like she thinks Adina is like this angel. Like when Adina hit me, when she hit me yesterday, my mom was like, Oh, it's just a love tap. Oh, please. Like, you know, and so we made her sit in the corner. You know, I didn't right. like, I was so close to popping her, but I didn't. Like we just made her sit in the corner and she was screaming and screaming and screaming because she didn't want to be in the corner. And mom's like, please, please go take her home and put her in the corner. Don't put her in the corner at my house. I can't take it. And I'm like, I can't take it. She did something bad. She's just screaming. Nothing's wrong with her. Right. You know, she's like, I can't take hearing it. You know, my mom, when Adina cries, my mom starts crying. It's weird seeing, you know, just like remembering the strong willed, like, sh- like rule enforcer of a mom that she was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now seeing her with Adina and it's like completely different. All right. It's You're like, like, who is this? Like, where the change came from. Right. Like, I, I'm guess I'm guessing it's just like a matter of it not being just. It's not their kid. Yeah. You know, like this is my grandkid and everything, but it's not my kid, so I don't have to get as mad because they right. can leave. <laughs> right. But like my mom, my mom does that. Like I ain't gonna lie. My mama used to beat us. You know, like we get we get in trouble, we do anything, we get our ass. Whoops. Yep, me too. Right. But like, right. And now, 
with my kids when they come over. You know, like if they get on her nerves or whatever, she'll yell, she'll scream, she'll do all of that, she'll threaten them, and she don't do nothing. So when my kids come home, they'll be like, all Nana did was yell at us, and she kept saying she was going to whoop us, and she ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And I, and I, I call her, I'm like, why you keep threatening my kids knowing you ain't going to do nothing? I whoop them kids, girl. No, you ain't. <laughs> My mama sure does because, and that's the thing, like I was, like how I said earlier, they were getting on me about not uh, spanking Carter, but I was like, I don't have to spank her for every little thing. Like, I feel like when we were growing up, we got, we got a whooping for every little thing. And it was like, do we really need all them whoopings? Like, I don't think we did. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's just like, I'm not going to do that to my kid and one time me and my mom was having a conversation and she was talking about watching my nephew my brother's son and she was like yeah he did this and I ended up popping him and this that and the third and I was like listen like because she's watched my kids before but when they were like super young and so I was like you know listen like you know if you watch my kids like ain't gonna be no we ain't doing the beat down like we're not doing that like I swear to God, and I literally had to tell her, y'all, I was like, I swear to God on everything I love. Like, if my kids tell me that you beat them, like, it's me and you all day. You had to like, threaten your own mom. <laughs> and she was just like, she was like, I'm not gonna, and, but she was telling me, like, I'm not gonna pop them like that. It's not gonna be like how, how I did y'all. And I was like, oh, okay, I hear you. But she's just, she's just really aggressive. So I just... I be nervous, y'all. I don't be wanting her to put do that to my kids like how she did me. Like, right. don't do that. Yeah, that's my dad. That that's my dad. So my my parents are the opposite. My mom doesn't want us to punish her at all because she doesn't like to hear her cry. But my dad is like, you ain't whoop her yet. Like, you know, if you if you <laughs> if you whooped her, you know, when he saw her, and that's the bad thing. I was like, dang, Dina, why'd you have to? hit me in front of your grandparents when you do that right, right. what did he <laughs> say he was like oh if that were me i will whoop her i will beat her butt you know like and she'd uh-huh. never do it again and i was like there's a difference between never doing it again because you're afraid that you're gonna get hit and not doing it again because you know that it's like wrong to do and you know the reason why right. it's wrong you know I, so i remember yep. when i was a kid and we got whoopings i feel like i couldn't tell the difference so I so I'm not really sure. So a lot of the times the whoopings I got when I was a kid was because I talked back. I was a mouthy kid. I had a lot of mouth and a lot of attitude. And I used that mouth and attitude on my teachers. My teachers would call home and I would get a whooping when I got home, you know, but then I would right. keep doing it. I, you know, like I wouldn't <laughs> stop. So it's like the whoopings, what were the whoopings doing? It's like I just tried harder not to get caught. Right. Like it would have been been better if my parents had just talked to me. Yeah. You know, you're smart. You're, you know, here's some ways that you can use that smart mouth, like to not get in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I try, I try that with my kids too, because, you know, like they are really mouthy. But then, like, you have to take a second to look back and be like, these these fucking kids are you. Right. Like I literally be like, yes. these these are me all over again. Right. It's like some stuff I can't be mad at. It's like it like the more they're growing up, the more I'm realizing the whole so I'm telling y'all now, you just gotta watch what you say and how you say it around them. Oh yeah. Because, I know. Like I could be talking to my kid, and then she be talking to me, and this is just how we talk and everything is normal. 
But then when she goes somewhere else and she says it, like, my granny, you know, like, my granny feels like she's a smart ass little kid. Like, my oldest daughter. She's the sweetest little girl in the world, girl. She's so timid. She's scared of getting in trouble, girl. She, she would cry getting yelled at. Like, I ain't got to touch her at all. She cries if I yell at her. She's sensitive. But when she goes around my granny, and it's just the way she talks, like, my granny will tell her to get something. And she'll be like, okay, I'm about to get up. You know, like, in certain stuff, like, to me, I'm not really thinking about it. But then I had to, like, take two steps back and be like, hey, you know, like, you don't always got to say something back. Right. You don't always got to say something back. If I tell you to do something, just get up and do it. Because with my grandmother, you know, my granny didn't play that shit when we was younger. You talking back, you're going to get your mouth smacked. You're going to go get a switch. You're going to do something. So, you know, she's still in her old, you know, her mind frame. You know, old people are set in their ways, period. So you can't talk like that when you go to your grandmother. It's like you almost got, you you know, the whole teaching them how to talk depending on who you're around. Right. And I don't think that was something that I was ever taught. Like like you said, I was a mouthy kid. I was smart, Alec. I was all of it. Mm-hmm. But I was more or less of, you was being smart. You said this to the teacher, you're going to get your ass beat. You know, you did this at daycare, you're going to get your ass beat. I tell you to do something, and you said two words back, you're going to get your ass beat. But I was never told there's a time and a place where you're supposed to say this. There's a time and a place when you act like this. There's a time and a place. You know, you got to watch your tone when you're talking to certain people. Yeah. Because certain tones that you give off, you know, like, can offend certain people. Right. Like, that was something that I learned as I got older. It was, it was never nothing that I just knew growing up. Like, people would say, you need to watch the way you talk. You need to do this. And I'd be like, this is me. If you don't fucking like it, then you can go. You know, do whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is how I talk. This is just me, you know, but, you know, you got to get your own kids out of the, this is just me. This is just me ain't going to work for everybody. Right. No, so ain't. You got to ship that up because if that's just you, I don't want to deal with that. Right. So if you want to deal with me, you're going to change the way you talk because this is how I appreciate being talked to. You know, like I said, it, it's a respect thing and, a, um, you know, a teaching thing. Yeah. But, I just don't feel like, like you said, I don't feel like I was always taught why I was wrong. Right. I just felt like I was always wrong. Right. <laughs> right. You always got in trouble for it, but you didn't understand why. Exactly. And that's why, for me, I just kept doing this. Right. I kept, I kept talking back in school because it's like, right. I'm not getting the real lesson. I'm just getting whooping. Right. Right. <clears throat> so another, like, generational difference that I think that I'm trying right now to instill like in my in my mom's relationship with Adina is like the overstepping boundaries. I feel Ooh, like my. our our grandparents did it. They overstep boundaries all the time. Right. Like, you know, at certain points in my life, my grandma, my grandmother, she lived with us, my mom's mom. She lived with us on and off sometimes. She was our babysitter on and like our daycare on and off sometimes depending on where my mom worked. So she was like there. It was like, you know, if my mom says something and my grandma doesn't like it, she's right there. And the kids hear them, you know, I could hear them disagreeing, you know? And I feel like my mom is kind of becoming that as well. And I'm trying to break that. And it's been really hard. It's been like, if I say, I don't want Adina to have this. My mom's like, okay, well, when she's with you, she doesn't have to have it. But when she's with me, I can give her what I want. And I'm like, no, right. If we don't want her to have something, like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to come in line. Right. Like, you can't overstep these boundaries. So that's like a generational thing that I've just really been having a problem with. Right. Have you guys had to struggle with that? And 
And I noticed a lot of that is like, you know, like we're we're grown and we know we're grown and like like we we're saying the differences. Shit's not the same. Like, you know, when they was growing up, I, I never really heard my mom like cussing in front of my grandmother. I, you know, like it was a different type of I ain't gonna say respect level, but it was something else there, like where even when they was grown, what your mom said is still what your mom said because it's your mom. Yeah. And you know, we're like, nah, this is how I want this to go, and this is how it's gonna go. If you wanna deal with me, this is what you're gonna do, period. Right, like because we're realizing at the end of the day, I'm still a human being, I'm still a grown up. And if you 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 know, if you want the same respect towards you, like because if you tell me something or how you want something to go in your household or anything like that, that's just what it is. So if I tell you this when it comes to my child, this is mine. Right. And you got, this is mine. You should respect that. Yeah. And you're gonna show me the same mutual respect that I that you want from me. Period. I don't care if you're my mom, my dad, or anybody. You're gonna show me the same respect I you you expect me to show you. Right. And it's crazy because I honestly don't think they get it. Like I don't think our parents get that. Like I really think they think oh, you know, this is how we were raised and this is how we were taught. So we're allowed to do them this way. But like we're like Mark Hendra just said, like we're not feeling that. Like, no, you really need to, like you said earlier, man, to get in line with my rules Mm -hmm. and regs that I have for my child. Like all you got to do is respect it because number one, we respect y'all as our parents. Y'all should do it in return. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So do you think that, do you think that they think that that's disrespectful? Like, yeah, like, I did. I, this is how I raised you. How come you're not raising your kids yeah, that way? Like, I do. They yeah, that? I do believe that. I do think that they feel like it's disrespectful because for them, it's like, oh, you're not listening to me. You're not doing what I'm saying. But it literally goes right but back to what Mark Henry said. It's the fact that that, that when they was younger, they home. didn't set the, right and like they didn't set boundaries. You know, like it wasn't no boundaries. It was this is your mom. You know, it was a chain of respect. This is your mom. This is your dad. This is what you do. You are the child. Then when you have another child, it still doesn't matter because I'm still above you because I'm your mom. But we're like, no, 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 no. I'm grown just like you're grown. We're both two grown women at this point. I'm no longer your child. You know, I'm always going to be your child because you had me. But at this point, we're two grown women. I'm setting boundaries. And this is what we're going to do to keep this relationship going or we're not. And I think that bothers them. You know, yeah. like, yeah. what? what is this boundary thing? <laughs> Who are you to set boundaries? You might Right, child, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a child. I'm grown now, <laughs> and I have my own life <laughs> and my own kids and my <laughs> own world, like... And my own bills. <laughs> I'm right. it. It's like me being a mom to my kid is, like, it trumps you being you being my mom and like having a say on what I tell yeah. her yeah yeah right and wrong it's crazy you know and I feel like that's just it's hard to understand yeah it really is I don't know if we'll ever ever really understand it for real because like I said I don't feel like I don't think they get it and like you said earlier I think they think it's disrespectful so I don't know if they'll ever see it a, another way so what so how have you guys been successful like in any way like what are some of the things that you've done to just like try to break some of these like habits these generational differences like have you been successful in any way is there like light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) I I, I think so I mean none of us are done so I'm still learning stuff as I go but I'm also learning that talking to my kids is making it better you know like 
Because I ain't going to lie, I was that parent. Like, you know, I had her when I was 16. This is what I knew. I knew when your kid acted up, you whooped the ass. You know, when they did this, you did it. You know, but I, I learned certain stuff. Like, with my first daughter, when I was potty training her, you know, what I was always taught, when they pee on themselves, they get a whooping. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. but I couldn't do that with my daughter. And I was like, why am I whooping? I should just feed on herself. She's a baby. She don't know the difference. Right. You know, so I, I would find myself talking to her a whole lot, even as a baby, to the point where when she was like three or four, you know, she was, all my kids was probably trained by the time they was two. Miss Amelia, honey, she's getting nervous. She ain't out of it. But the rest of them, the rest of them was potty trained by the time they was two, but it was more or less than me talking like, hey, you got to go to the potty. Hey, uh, it's been 20 minutes. Let's go, you know, potty check again or whatever, you know. But when they would pee on themselves, I didn't whoop them because they didn't do anything wrong. They're, they're learning right. how to use the restroom. So you can't punish your kid for learning. Right, exactly. <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't, I didn't whoop them. Like, you know, Amelia, she, she like, She's ready, like, she's potty trained in a way, but, you know, she's not all the way there. So, like, when she poops on herself, when she doesn't make it to the restroom, she wants it off of her automatically. <laughs> and, like, we've already had the spread of the poop on the wall and the bed. And in the mouth. All right. And in the mouth. <laughs> Y'all heard that story. So, you know, like, we're still working on that, but I can't go in there and whoop her and be like, you know, like, of course I gotta, like, let her know, no, this is not what you do. But I can't whoop her because that's what she that's what she's learning. When I poop, it's not supposed to be on my butt. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like this certain stuff that you know your parents would do or even like that you've seen, you know, like your older cousins and all of that. Anything that you've seen them do with their kids, you know, like that's and then you when you have your own kids, when you sit back and be like, Well damn, that was fucked up. Why would they do that? <laughs> but no I had a I had a similar thing Mark Kendra like you said like growing up like when you was potty training like what you was taught what we were taught is if you peed on yourself you got whooped and so like um when I was potty training Carter I did that a little bit in the beginning because I felt like you know hey like she knows what's really going on but like Mark Kendra says she didn't and you know Mark Kendra would get on me like you know, she's still learning, like, just talk to her. And I'm not even kidding y'all. Literally, when I started talking to her, within a week, she was potty trained. Like, literally, within a week. Oh. Like, yeah, because that's honestly all it takes. Like, Amelia, people would think that I beat her, literally. Just looking at how well-trained she is to be a two-year-old. You know, yeah. she's still well. She still does that. But I can literally, you know, like, give her that look. Sit down. You know, I don't have to raise my voice at her. I can be as stern as possible. Like, you don't have to be like a simp, but at the same time, you don't have to, you know, kill the kid out. <laughs> like, I I can be stern with her, and I look at her, you know, I'm I'm not changing my facial expression or anything. It's sit down. You heard what I said. I'm not going to say it again. You know, and she's looking at me, but she'll sit down. I didn't have to whoop her. I didn't have to tap her leg. You know, because you don't, I, I just don't feel like you have to do all of that. Right. Like, these kids are literally learning. She's two years old, and everything that I say to her, she knows exactly what I'm saying. And if she doesn't know what I'm saying, I can tell her sit down 20 times in a row. And if she doesn't sit down, when I'm ready for her to sit down, I'm going to grab her little arm, and I'm going to show her. While telling her to sit down, I'm going to pull her down, I'm going to sit her down. This is what I told you to do. Right. 
you know, because I, I'm showing her. I'm not saying this just to say it. I'm saying this because this is what I want you to do. But I also don't have to whoop her and be like, I told you to sit your butt down. <laughs> you know, I don't have to do that. Right. I don't have to do that because she eventually is like, oh, what she, this is what she wanted me to All do. Right. Okay, bend, bend my leg to sit on my butt. Okay, I got it. <laughs> you know, because that's, gen- that's literally all they're doing. They're learning. They're sponges up until, I think they studies say up until they're five. Like everything that is going on in their life up until they're five, they're just soaking it in. Right. Like right now, I'm trying to get Amelia out of this habit of saying what to me. Because, you know, she says everybody's name. You know, she calls everybody, my Kenya, Tati, Taylor, Mama, Daddy. And every time we answer her, we go, what? You know, not being nasty or anything like that, but everybody says what? That's what we're used to saying. What? What do you want? <laughs> but now when I call Amelia, she goes, what, Mama? Oh, <laughs> and like, Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Because I had to catch myself a time or two. Like, little girl. <laughs> I say, you don't say what to me. You say, yes, ma'am. And she repeats me. She goes, yes, ma'am. And I tell her, say it again. Yes, ma'am. And every time that she says what, I just correct her. You don't say what to me. You say, yes, ma'am. That's all I got to say to her. She's going to eventually get it. Oh, this is my mama. I don't say what to her. Because every time that I say what to her, she says, I say, yes, ma'am. And it's eventually going to trigger in her head. When she calls my name, I say, yes, ma'am. Not what. But like that whole, I don't know. You just. I just don't feel like you have to whoop kids to get them to behave or do what they're supposed no. to do. And, oh my goodness! I don't care. I don't care if you got to talk to them twenty times in a row. You just if you got to talk to them, talk to them. And <laughs> that's really that's really interesting what you just said. It just made me start thinking like, are there things that I'm doing now to Adina that's going to be like a generational issue that she's going to want to break? You know, but the thing, but the thing is, is we're thinking about it. So, in a way, once we have this conversation, we're done, and you start walking around with Adina, you're gonna, this conversation is gonna pop up in your head. You're gonna be like, oh, you know, because it's gonna trigger in your head, and when it triggers in your head, you're gonna correct yourself, and as you correct yourself, she's gonna learn better. Yeah, that's how it's gonna go. But you're gonna catch yourself doing it a lot because I still do. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) like uh. And I didn't even notice this. Like, so y'all know it's like the twentieth anniversary of the song "Back That Thing Up." Yeah, yeah. I was eight. My mom is so good. Going to the concert. Still coming to Louisville April sixth for some concert. I know. Juvenile always comes, girl, and I love Juvenile. I ain't going. So I was was (laughs) dancing, of course, the way that you're supposed to. How old was y'all? Twenty years ago when it came out. And Adina saw me, and she put her little hands on her knees. (laughs) (laughs) started to mimic me and I was like oh no he looked at me and he said Amanda no (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like she's really like mimicking me right they do they they watch everything that you do (laughs) like I was getting Amelia dressed the other day girl she was all cute and I was hyped and I was like go Millie Pearl go Millie Pearl hey and then, so when she got when she got on the potty for the rest of that day, every time she would pee, she would go, "Go, Millie, Pearl, go, Millie, Pearl. hey." That's cute. But back to your question, Mark Kendra. So twenty years ago, I was fourteen. 
when that song Back came out. Answer. And I didn't have no business <laughs> listening to that song, so I don't even know how or what right. was going on in that era. I didn't have no business no. listening to that. I, I was a whole ass eight. Right, I was, I was ten. Lord, uh, what? We, we, were was, we was making school. dances to the song. We was making dances to the song. Lord. I remember I had I had a whole routine to the song. Lord have mercy. What was that? How did we see? We got to break it. Because who? I wish I wish Carter and them would be twerking at 14. What are you doing? What are you Girl, doing? So like, have y'all seen Dancing Dolls? No. Y'all watch it at all? Mm-mm. Um, on, on Lifetime? Like, yes, yeah. It's that. the little girls yep, dancing. So you know the bucking thing yep. that they do. Where it looks like you're twerking. It is twerking. To me, to me, that's it twerking. Is. Yeah. And you know, my daughter's on the step team. She dances and everything. And every time I come around the corner, y'all, she's bucking. And I want to, I, I be like, girl, get your ass <laughs> And she'd be like, mama, I'm not even twerking. I was just bucking. See, look. And I was like, I just don't like it. Right. Like I don't know what to do because these, these half of these dances, I don't like her doing. Right. They got like a little belly roll dance and all of this and they always gyrating right. <laughs> you know, it's just that bucking looks it looks more aggressive than twerking. It does. Yeah. It is. And then it's like it's more like set. It's like a whole band that you have to be in. Girl, she tried to teach me how to do you it. You gotta I get down low. I can't get right. that low no more. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> I think I'm about to fall on the ground. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing Amelia's saying. Fam, that's my favorite word. <laughs> Every time I talk to somebody, I'll be like, nah, fam. I fam. <laughs> that's not a bad one, though. That's cute. So she was, her daddy had said something to her, and she was like, wait, fam. <laughs> that's too funny. And, and turn her little head to the side, but like, Everything that I'm, I literally do. She mocks everything that I do. She'll grab my phone and be like, "Hello." Mm-mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta definitely watch what we do in front of them, right? right. Yeah, because I don't want down the road. I don't want them to be like, "This is a generational thing that I'm not right. gonna do." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Do any of y'all have a fuck motherhood before we end up closing out for the night? Hey, you know what? I had a really good one. I swear I did. And my mind just went blank. Who else got one? So I I already (laughs) told you guys. um, So, so, uh, yeah. So that was mine. The one, the one about Adina hitting, like, she all of a sudden she is a hitter. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if she picked it up in school. I don't know, but she slapped me in the face yesterday. She was slapping Dean. Tonight she was hitting, you know, so we're trying to figure out how, you know how to deal with it without like I don't think that I should teach her um you don't hit by hitting her, you know. I feel like that right. defeats the purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, and then I yeah, I told you guys was so annoying because I just want them to let me and Dean handle it, but she had to go on and do it in front of them. So now they know she does. She's doing it, <laughs> right? Um, so, I, <laughs> so I'm dealing with that, but I won't complain about it for too long because I also have a praise report, a praise yeah. report that I wasn't, I wasn't one hundred. I'm gonna try not to get emotional too, but I wasn't one hundred percent happy about 
um at first but you know just talking and I guess I want to talk I want to talk to you guys about it too like so you guys know that Gina has her physical disability um uh, for any listeners, I guess, who are new, she is missing uh, a right uh, left hand. So she has her arm down to like just below her elbow. And then on her right hand, her fingers are kind of webbed in the middle and some are shorter than the others. So when she was first born, uh, I live in Charles County, Maryland. Charles County has a program. It's called the Infant and Toddlers Program. It's a program for any kid who has a disability, be it physical, mental, whatever, they can join this program and get like therapy, uh, physical therapy, speech therapy, anything that they need. And it's free through the county. It's, yeah, it's a really good program. Check, check your county. Like if anybody listening has a kid who has any type of disability, um, check through your county. And I, I think a lot of states have this program. It's called In Maryland, it's called the Infant and Toddler Program. So we started Adina on the program. Uh, so I guess a year last a year ago, February. So last year, um, and she was doing well. She just had her one year evaluation. So this program is free. I think it's free up to four years old. So I was thinking to myself, Adina's gonna be. She's gonna be good. Like when she hits kindergarten, she'll be fine. She'll be caught up with all the other kids. She had her evaluation, and she like aced her evaluation like she is for everything and they said you know since we you know she named all her body parts she can do these puzzles with her you know she has she only has like half her hand but she did all these puzzles you know her speech is is in 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 check like the only thing that's a little bit behind is her fine motor skills and that's just because of her upper limb difference they were like we'd be comfortable with ending her program early we don't know if she needs to be on this hey. program she's for. Yay! It's, it's a good thing, yes, but I was so, I was sorry. I was so sad. Like I was like, what? You want to end the program? Like I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy that they went. I was just really emotional, you know, like I want her to be off of it. I I like that. She's not like that. They consider her like quote unquote normal and that she's on track with all of her milestones. But my mom was happy. My dad, Dean was happy. And I was the only one who was just like, it was just like emptiness on the inside. You know what I mean? I don't know. I did. I don't understand the feeling. I don't like i want her to you don't want her to grow up that's that's the hard feeling dean said that he said that he thinks i was using it as a safety net you know no matter uh, what's wrong with her no matter what happens she'll always have like some type of leg up because she has this program and now they're saying she doesn't need it it's like i'm releasing her into the world right you know and it just well it feels it feels bittersweet but also it's good Right, it is. Yeah, I feel you though. I feel you though. It is bittersweet. Yeah, that's like that's that's about the same as your kid getting older. Either way it go, you don't want to let him go. But the thing about it is, if she if she can function, don't treat her any different. You know, let her, let oh, her she be in the world until she until she doesn't. You know, if she says she doesn't feel comfortable, then at that point, then you step in and do what you have to right. do. But as long as she's comfortable. Thing. You need not to worry. And, she has, and I felt like I was like, you guys are making us stop this program before she even really has to do anything that she'll struggle with. 
You know, like she. Oh, yeah. What I mean is it a is it an option for her to stay in it, or do does she have no, to? No. Well, we ended it. They they ended it completely, and they said they said you know like I so me and the physical therapist text back and forth, and she was like, you know, if anything ever comes up and you feel like she's struggling with it, like I already know, like she she I feel like at this point she should be able to like pull her own pants up, and she can't because she only has like half a hand, so. So I'm still well. Thinking. Amelia's too, and she can barely pull her own okay. pants up. So, and she has both hands. Okay, that's good to know. So please don't feel bad. She, she. I keep thinking about ways that it, it, it's me. I feel like I'm thinking about ways that she can be behind, and I'm always and I was always like, oh, yeah, good, I can text the physical therapist. But now it's like, I, I, it's I, gone. I would say, right. I would say you're always going to have some type of physical therapy on standby, even if it's just through her doctor. You're always going to have that, so you don't have to worry about that. If she ever does struggle, somebody is going to come through and give her some type of, you know, medical attention, physical therapy. She's always going to have that, whether it's with a program or not. So that's nothing that you ever need to worry about. And I want you know that. And as long as, like, they say she's okay, as long as the doctor says she's okay, because what I'm going to tell you now, and this is just about me being in the medical field, I've been doing this since 2011, mm-hmm. and just about watching. I've, I I don't have any disabled kids. I've, I've worked with disabled kids. i worked with disabled adults. i worked with everybody. There is always a program. There is always somebody. Mm-hmm. They're never alone. And then when, even when she goes to school, she's going to be with kids like her. She's not going to be like regular. You know, like they're going to be regular kids, but she's still going to see kids like her. Right. So she's not going to feel like she's the only one. Even if they got something different than her or something else is going on different than her, she's going to be like, oh, but everybody has they're going through something too. It's not just me. So, you know, like she's never alone. And then like, you know, encourage her, let her do what she can. She's she's probably always going to not be as, you know, like up to date as everybody else. Just because she does have that limit. She's probably never going to really be able to pull her pants up. She's probably going to have to get a gadget and learn how to use it. You never know. But that's, that's a learning process that you just have to take. But, you know, as she makes milestones, let her make them and appreciate them. Because, yeah. you know, like, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but they could have told you that she's, like, really behind. Right. She's not ready to do that's anything. That's true. But, you know, you got good. Re- you got a good report. Yes. So take your good report and keep it moving. Yes. Just, just do that. I love this prank Take report. everything. I love it. Yeah, take everything that you got good going on and keep it moving. Don't dwell on anything, you know, that's going to be bad, what can go wrong. Because, girl, my kids are all healthy. They all got all their fingers and limbs, and I still worry about what can right. go wrong. I still worry. <laughs> my daughter will be in sixth grade next year. I'm not ready for her to go in sixth yeah. grade. You ready to <laughs> hear mine? School. You want to hear my fuck motherhood? Yeah. My fuck motherhood. I'm in the middle of talking to Thomasina, and my daughter comes and taps me on the shoulder. She's twelve. She started her period. <laughs> um, she's growing boobs. She'll be in middle school next year. You know what she asked me, Mama? Can I shave down here? Oh, the girl, if you don't get girl, the hell out of my face. Right. I was like, girl, said, what? If you, if you don't get your ass out of my face, what the fuck? <laughs> But I was there for Amanda, so I hit her with the I said, What you talking about, Mark Andrew? I said, I got hair down there. We all do. She was like, What? <laughs> oh, like she don't 
no, she really had no idea, man. Like she was like, she thought that when you got grown, it disappeared. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no. And then, and then I was like, I, I said, let me see it. And she's like, no, you can't look at me. I feel uncomfortable. You can't look at me. I said, well, here's the thing, sweetheart. You've never shaved down there before. So if you do need to shave, I need to see how much you need to shave. Plus, I got to show you how to shave. So I'm going to look down there regardless. I said, you see you see what I'm saying? My daughter's 12 and I still got to right. teach her things. Like, it never ends. I still got to teach you how to shave. I can't just let you go in blindsided and Right, you know, <laughs> and so you know, I, I, I took a peek at it, girl. I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna stop. It was so funny, Amanda. I was like, Oh my god, like I wanted to cry about seeing her grow boobs, and now this, like, I'm just not ready. Yes. So, you're never gonna be ready for them to get older, you're never gonna be ready for them to, you know, go to the next level, go to the next step. You're never gonna be ready, is what I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, you're so right. Stop trying to get ready and just let shit go. Let it happen. And just be there for her. That's the best I can do is just be there yeah, for her yes. to support her. all you her. can do. Yeah. Yep. But thanks, guys. I mean, I don't really have one, but the girls have been doing good at their school. Like, the teachers was telling us that um, Carter is doing good. Like, if they uh, point out the number, she goes up to the board and points them out and knows all her colors. And they're like, oh, man, she's doing really good. And they're like, Charlie, this is what kills me, though. They're like, Charlie's so sweet. She's such an angel. She's just so calm. I'm like, who are they talking about? <laughs> this is not the Charlie that lives with me. Like, I want to meet her. Let me meet her one day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's decent most times. But most times I feel like well, she's just all over the place. I got one for Thomasino since she won't ever say What? It. Charlie is going on too and she's still ain't walking. Oh, yeah. I need her to get her ass up. She's kind of <laughs> walking. Yeah, kind of, yeah, she'll walk with you, but she won't walk by herself. But I think she's close, y'all, because she's starting to just stand up on her own and just stand there. But she won't go anywhere. Okay. She won't go anywhere. Okay. She just stands there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Come on, let's go. Come to me. And then she's like, ugh. And then she drops to the ground. Uh, the drama, the dramatic. Girl, we, right. <laughs> <laughs> we talk every day, and I still be feeling like it's ages. And every day I be like, is, is Charlie walking yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not yet. I'm like, like, damn, I feel like it's three months going between every time I ask, and I don't think it is. <laughs> Why do you think it is, Thomasina? Huh? Why do you think she she's, is she, like, scared? I think she's scared, because, like, there's been times where I've tried to walk with her, and I let her go, and I can hear her going, like, huh, huh, like, she makes this sound like she's scared to let go. Oh, I know. I'm like, it's okay. Like, you can let go. You're fine. Like, you don't always have to be walking with me. Walk to me. Like, but I think right. I said, I think she's scared of heights. Yeah. <laughs> so. She'll get there. She'll get there. Yeah, she will. But, Markendra, I wanted to ask you um, that nice uh, meme that we're going to read later. Who is it from so we can shout them out? want to make sure we shout people out when we read our Well, it, it, it didn't really happen. Something on Instagram. Right, okay. Yeah, we're going to say that's something on Instagram. But, um... It was. No, that's fine. Instagram. Then you don't have to look it up. But, um... Today we had a great episode, y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on um, Instagram, capes.off, and on Twitter is just capesoff. And our email is, what's the email, Markendra? 
It's caked off supermoms at gmail.com. Supermom, no S. And so with that, I'm going to email leave us y'all. questions. We want that listener question. Please connect with us, guys. We want to hear from you. So with that, I'm going to leave y'all with this. Heal so we don't have another generation of trauma passing itself off as culture. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.